0: I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to this podcast doesn't exist. You're here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Wherever you are. Wherever you
1: are. Are you in your car? Are you doing dishes? Are you doing laundry? Are That's you at the good. gym? That one's for Joey because he only listens to us at the gym. You're still allowed to go to the gym at your apartment? You have to like, you have to ask for like slots. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he go he goes to the gym every day but Sunday. So, Yeah. Good for
0: you. He's got to keep that bus driver physique. physique up. That arm that has to pull the, yeah, the, the lever, lever to open the door. Yeah. Joey's my husband, by the way. In case you didn't notice. Yeah, in case you didn't catch that. But that story will allow you to cross off one of the squares <laughs> on our bingo card. Yes, please note that we do have
1: a bingo card if you feel so inclined. To play. Um, I, have a, I have a friend who makes a point of playing it every week, which I appreciate. Thank you, Jordan. Um, there, every time you click on it, though, it is in the link in our Instagram bio, in the link tree. You can click on the bingo card and it generates a new bingo card every time. So you're not playing the same bingo card, which Jordan figured out
0: Little late, the game. I love you very much. (laughs) Yes. If you if you have any questions, we did a little screen record uh, tutorial that's in our Instagram highlights. Yeah. If you,
1: (laughs) and if you find us on Instagram, please follow
0: follow us
1: and like all of our posts and make us feel good and validate me.
0: Thank you. Yes, please.
1: (laughs) But yeah. Please play bingo. It is fun. I will confess that I don't play bingo because I
0: listen to these. I I edit these. Emma has to listen to us a lot. I just listen to us on Fridays. The first thing I do when I wake up, (laughs) I like roll over, turn off my alarm. Maybe I check my messages. So maybe it's like the second or third thing but I do. But then yeah. I, I play it. So then I'm like listening to us while I'm brushing my teeth and Which and is stuff. kind of delightful to think about. It's just fun. I feel like I'm hanging out with my friend all over again, which is kind <laughs> of silly. Maybe a little sad, but if that's not a 2020 mood, I don't know what Seriously. Is. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that is a good segue into today's topic. Um, ooh, ooh. The last couple of weeks have been a little sad, a little heavy. Oh. Uh, you know, we had some uh, stolen children, a missing person, uh, unsolved case. So today I thought we would go a little lighter. Oh? We're going to cover kind of a, um, a broad spectrum of conspiracies uh, under the heading that I've just dubbed, Lies Your Parents Told You. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Initially, I said mom conspiracies, but mom. we, conspiracies. we are gender and identity inclusive here on the podcast. Yes. So, we're going to start kind of more ridiculous and lighthearted <laughs> and get a little more serious, but nothing's too crazy. Too crazy serious. I'm very excited. Okay. So, the first one, um, and I kind of viewed several list-style articles of different things List of um, listicles if you will uh th- so some of these ideas were crowdsourced okay. from a variety of places all right the first one which kind of made me just laugh because i t- totally forgot that this was a thing when we were children um on like road trips and stuff but brown cows are the source of chocolate milk. <laughs> I remember believing that for so long. It's so cute. And the thing is, like, I don't remember my parents specifically ever perpetuating that lie to me. Like, I don't remember my I'm dad sure, yeah. being like, ho, ho, ho. But I distinctly <laughs> wait remember... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Is
1: your dad French? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden
0: your father is French. I think... <laughs> the super Irish Mr. McCarthy. Uh, I think that's just my generic sound for, like, general dad silliness. (laughs) Like a Muppet. But the way, the way, it was not Muppet the way you said that. Became, like, the sweetest chef. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're off to a wonderful start. Um, Okay, so I don't remember my parents ever trying to tell me that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But I distinctly remember me and my friends talking about it in the car same and then we extended it to other beverages
1: oh like wow oh you guys got serious like
0: i don't know if we were just speaking hypothetically or if we were trying to convince younger children i'm sure yeah like there was both maybe we had gotten the younger kids to believe that chocolate milk came from brown cows. so then if we saw any sort of other shade of cow we would be like oh that's a strawberry cow Shout out to TikTok, by the way, for that one. (laughs) Look at you, strawberry cow. (laughs) I don't remember the rest of the words, but those videos make me smile. At one point we tried to, there was a Capri Sun cow. I don't know how that would even work. Capri Sun is clear. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Child logic. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Um, But like, cute. That's very Harmless lie. Really adorable. Makes sense to kids. Yeah. Colors. Yeah, colors matching.
1: I was never told that lie by anybody, but I genuinely remember sitting on, like, the swings at recess and talking about the chocolate milk cows. It's a thing, It is a thing. I think there's always that thing, and you talk to a wide variety of people, especially across the U.S., and it'll be, like, you remember how we all used to do those
0: S's with, like, the three lines on top? The Superman, the Graffiti S. the Graffiti S. I'm very aware, because I, you know... Have an S at the start of my yeah, name. That's true. It was very cool. I didn't in have grade. any.
1: I don't have any S's in my name, first, middle, or last. Wait, no, that's a lie.
0: My middle name has an S. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, "Ma'am, <laughs> excuse me, how do you spell?" If you want to guess what my middle name is, go right ahead. But or if you know her middle name, please make fun of her the next uh, time you talk to her, <laughs> guys. I can't. I can't spell. That's why I have two degrees in a language I already know.
1: Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember ever being told that lie, but I remember believing it, and it being... Like, because I went to multiple elementary schools as a military kid, Yeah, so... It's one of those, like, cultural osmosis things. It really... Yes. That... The S that you would draw, the, like, uh... What was that game? Uh, down by the banks of the hanky-pank... Like, you would, you would oh, all sit yeah. in a circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were different lines, but it was always the same concept, and... Yep. Good yeah. times.
0: Okay, but... Let me raise you this. Okay. That obviously no second grader ever considered in our life. By this logic, brown cows equal brown- chocolate, milk. chocolate milk. Yeah. Would not normal milk have black specks in it? Oh. <laughs> like, stracciatella. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> stracciatella. It's like fancy gelato that's uh, chocolate chip gelato. Italian. Oh. I've never heard of that. I mean, I'm probably saying it wrong, but I mean, it sounded I say it it's sounded great. I did the but that is show. as far important. as yes, it is. As far as the logic goes, you're right. We just
1: never we just did ne- never considered it. And I think it might have to do something with marketing. Of like we just assume that all cows are like white with black spots, and then the minute that you're introduced to a cow, a cow of a different color you would then be like oh so they must make different you just assume that the <laughs> original yeah, the original
0: is the og the, oh, yeah the og cow all right so it makes sense yeah. for children you you ready to hear some unfortunate information <laughs> did you believe this up until like last year i did not okay. no however a survey from the innovation center for us dairy uh-oh. found that 7% of American adults think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. And if if you're pausing and you're like, ah, Shannon, 7%, not that big of a deal. You're wrong. Because 7% <laughs> of American adults is equivalent to 17.3 million people. Oh, my gosh. that's. So the next time that you make a silly mistake, just remind yourself that you are not part of the 7%. <laughs> and if
1: you were up until this point, let us reiterate, brown cows do not create chocolate milk. No. Please know that
0: that is, that is objective truth. And then, would you just, would you like to hear a really charming quote? I would love to. I would really, absolutely love to. It really tickled me. Okay. Um. It is quite surprising, a spokeswoman for the campaign told CNN. We don't have a suggestion as to why people would draw that conclusion. <laughs> oh, obviously, she just, never believed that I'm just as a picturing kid. just a very nice, like, team of scientists just being like, we don't understand. Uh, we don't. Where did our marketing go wrong? We don't know. Um, moving on. Yes. Okay. Moving on from from chocolate cows. Our cows. <laughs> um. Next up, I'm going to say a little content warning to anyone who might be watching or watching, listening with or near kiddos, not because of anything bad, but we're going to maybe be talking about a little bit of Christmas magic, uh-huh. and if you need to sort out your listening audience, we'll let you do that. Okay, are they gone? Okay, good. Let's talk about Santa Claus. Yes. So I don't really remember the exact age that I came to the conclusion that Santa Claus, as the mythical being that we as children are raised to believe in, many of us, I don't really know what exact age I stopped, but I know at least up until fifth grade, I was requesting evidence. <laughs> Cute. I I think I it must have been around like third grade, I'm gonna guess that I started having suspicions. So in my little Christmas list or on the note that we would leave out uh, with the cookies yeah. and the milk, the normal milk <laughs> not from the not. chocolate <laughs> cows. From um, The note for Santa, I would request Rudolph's autograph because oh. I thought, oh, this will be the source of information. This will confirm or deny. So I want to say that my mom, aka Santa, put me off for a couple years by like saying that, you know, they were on a tight schedule or that, that was they always the they didn't want to get the the carpets dirty in the house by having Rudolph come in. I don't really know. But then in finally in 5th grade, I want to say it was 5th grade, I got a sharpie hoof print autograph Aww. from from Rudolph. And I think that kind of confirmed it for me because I was like You were like alright. I was like this is Sharpie. I'm not And this dumb. handwriting looks like my mom's. <laughs> but I don't really remember it being like a traumatic experience no, or like yeah. realization. But I think it helped I think it was nice that me and my mom kind of like perpetuated the ruse That's sweet, maybe for a each little, other for a little bit longer yeah. than maybe was strictly necessary. Do you wanna talk about Oh, I have your some experience.
1: Stories. Okay, so Shannon is an only child. So I feel like there's a little bit of that in it of like you can do a lot of your own investigating. You don't feel the need once you once you find out the truth. That right. you need to perpetuate anything for anyone, maybe for your mom or for your dad, to be like, you know, perpetuate a little bit of the magic for them. But it's not gonna be like I need to keep this up for a while. Right, 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 right. Meanwhile, I have a younger brother. He is eight years younger than me.
0: Um, I thought you were just gonna stop at eight, and I was like, "Am I, I hate to break <laughs> you? He's not he eight. He is not eight. <laughs> he is like a grown human. He's nineteen.
1: Um, but he." He, you know, obviously is much younger than me in terms of, like, when I was a teenager, he was still really young. And so keeping up the Santa appearance definitely was a thing for our family. I will confess, and this is a little embarrassing. (laughs) This is a safe space. It's a little embarrassing. I probably believed in Santa up until I was in freshman year of high school. And I think the main reason I did is because I clung to the idea of that magic. I wanted to hold on to that for so long. And I, I, you know how you know, but you don't want to know kind mm-hmm. of thing? Like I found so, my family, they're not. I love y'all. You are not secretive people. You are, <laughs> you are not good at being sneaky. So I would find, like my mom had a, had a uh, wrapping paper specifically for Santa's presents, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that wrapping paper like right away in the closet, like not mm-hmm. not hidden at all. Um, but I was like, oh, so Santa wrapped his presents here. Like I would, I would create those stories in my head of like, oh, Santa wrapped his presents here. Obviously, like he had to leave some behind. 'Cause he had to like go he was in a rush. Like well, that was always if, a thing. And if they're in the
0: sleigh, he has to be able to see which ones are for you and exactly. grab them and then wrap them on site. Exactly. Because yeah. he can't
1: label them all. Because there's yeah. gonna be multiple Emmas. Yeah. And he can't put my address on it because otherwise that would like, you know, give away his like system or whatever. So I don't know. <laughs> Make that up now. Um, but my grandfather, when we uh lived nearby uh, nearby them, my mom's dad, um, he's ambidextrous. And I didn't know this as a kid. I thought that it was like Santa was writing back our letters. And my grandfather, who is dominantly his right hand when it comes to writing, but he can write perfectly well with his left, but it looks a lot different. Um, He would write our Santa letter in his left hand. And I was like, this looks like nobody's handwriting in our family. I would never... Like, it's a perfect ruse. (laughs) Truly. Right? Thanks, Colonel T.
0: Also, though, like, parents band together in your little neighborhood group and just trade these. Like, oh, that would be so cute. I volunteered to write the labels. Right. Yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah. here's it. yeah, here's a sheet of like label stickers. Everyone take a sharpie and write it. You yeah. Know, however,
0: like, love Santa. Yeah. Choose, it all so looks completely
1: so. different than anybody's. Yeah. So there was there was some of that. I remember too, when I was maybe in like third or fourth grade, I had a best friend in in that in the same grade. Her name was Abby. And we lived really nearby each other on base. And their family was German. And uh, they had a tradition that they would put their shoes out on, like, December 7th or something. St. tag, Exactly. Um, so it would be that, you know, you put your shoes out and you get a little gift in your shoes or you get coal in your shoes and you gotta, like, you know figure out how to be better by by christmas i guess
0: i don't know i don't remember the otherwise krampus is gonna come and take your butt into the woods in a bag with oh chains God. the germans don't mess around I bro wanna, i want to do krampus so badly <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: gonna need you to say all the german words though please krampus krampus um, but yeah, so they had that, and I remember hearing about that and going, "Mom, Dad, we got to do this," because obviously Santa, Santa's in on this, because otherwise, you know, he wouldn't be leaving gifts for Abby. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was like, <laughs> "Okay," and we put my shoes outside, and I, I waited the whole day, like I waited until right before bedtime, mm-hmm. and I, I went out right to the front porch right before I was about to go to bed, and in one of my shoes was the most early 2000s thing I could ever receive, which was a dual calculator pencil case that was purple glittery glittery and kind of (laughs) clear. So it was like this chunky thing. Wow. And it, it, you know, I was so impressed with the fact, like, I remember standing next to my mother and being like, oh my gosh, Santa is real. (laughs)
0: Wait, how, obviously, obviously. How no. old are you at this point? I'm in third grade. Okay, that's still acceptable. Yeah, so
1: this is still acceptable to be like, oh my gosh, like and I'm not 16.
0: <laughs> um, you're like, I came home from college, <laughs> and obviously Santa's real because he wouldn't. If you no call one in your this mom family, from finals week. You're like, <laughs> mom, I put my shoes out and they're empty. <laughs> did, what did he leave? You? You? Did he leave anything at home? Maybe he didn't get my change of a dress. <laughs> Uh,
1: freshman year high school man probably held on to that for a little long but it had a lot to do with the fact that liam was around yeah i was trying to keep it alive for him we also too i think there was one year when we were living in nebraska my dad i don't know i don't know if this was by accident i don't know if this was like some abnormality in the actual carpet but on one of the stair steps it looked like a a reindeer hoof and so I was like automatically convinced. I was like, absolutely legitimate. He is real. <laughs> Confirmed. And I remember having the arguments in school, like around the lunch table, of like the friends who were like, Santa's not real, you know, like the awful, horrible human beings that those kids are. My children will not be those kinds of children. But I remember having those arguments of being like, um, he absolutely is real. <laughs> I'm wrong. Evidence. I have. I have I have a signed letter from Santa that is obviously Santa's handwriting. Duh.
0: <laughs> like I just love kids because w- kids have no ability to mobilize beyond like a game of playground tag. Yeah. <laughs> That's obviously a generalization, but you know if if everyone had just brought their evidence, we would have all compared like wow. Yeah. Santa's handwriting really he mixes it up for everybody. Yeah. But but I like something would have cleared. I feel like people like us would have been like, well, he just wants it to make he wants to make it special for each person. (laughs) Or he didn't rationalize it. His hand got tired. We we would rationalize it incredibly. I mean, Uh, that's
1: that's all I ever did. I will say, in Joey's family, they did not
0: have Santa. Oh yeah, this was on my list to ask about (laughs) Joey's parents mandate to their children. <laughs> so it
1: was it was mostly his dad cuz in their family it was all about like the reason for the season thing, which is totally fine. Um there was still wonderful Christmas magic. I will say their Christmases, we're going to their house for Christmas this year very safely. Everyone's getting a COVID test and no one is leaving the house. Do not worry. We are being as careful as we possibly can, but After this year, we need some family because we have not seen them in a very long time. However, going to his family's house for Christmas is the most magical thing. Like they sing carols, they light actual candles on the Christmas tree, all fully safe. His dad always has a fire extinguisher ready, but there's never been an issue ever since they've done this. (laughs) There's never been an issue. It's, it's a lovely, wonderful Christmas. But as kids, obviously, they're posed a problem of like, all these other kids are learning about Santa and are believing in Santa and all of that. And obviously Joey's family and his siblings didn't do that. They didn't believe in him. But his dad also is like, you are not allowed to tell anybody that Santa is not real. You allow them to figure it out for themselves. You just enjoy the magic of Christmas and keep your mouths shut.
0: it's <laughs> so, so wholesome I and hilarious at I know. the same time.
1: I love it. We currently are having, I mean, obviously we're not going to have kids for a while, but we're, we're still having the minor debate of whether our kids will believe in Santa or not. Um, so, Well,
0: for the record, on the record, oh. Aunt Shannon... Joey is pro Santa. So I know I don't get a vote, but <laughs> I'm just sharing my opinion.
1: I'm sure my family would also be pro Santa. Um,
0: What's the point of having a podcast if
1: you don't just force your opinions on other people? Blurt your opinions out and
0: make them absolute truths. No nuance, November. <laughs> Truly. All right. Well thank you for that for those yes, personal quite, stories. Yes, quite the if you have <laughs> personal stories about how you realize the truth about Santa, your plans for your future offspring, share with us. <laughs> um, please email us. So some parents fear that lying to their kids about Santa will result in some really traumatic like rift emotional trauma but research shows that it's actually mostly a positive that very rarely is this yeah. one little lie gonna cause your child to need therapy don't worry they're gonna need therapy for other things that you do <laughs>
1: therapy is necessary it's just
0: like going to the it's doctor for self-care your checkup um and then i'm just gonna read you this little quote because we got some science happening Ooh. it's just easier for me to share it directly from the source Research in the field of developmental psychology suggests that such fantastical beliefs are not actually harmful, but are associated with a number of positive developmental outcomes, from exercising the counterfactual reasoning skills needed for human innovation to boosting emotional development. And I just that just articulated it in such a nice way, what we've been saying, in that In trying to research and figure out um, the truth about Santa, counterfactual reasoning skills. Yeah. Although how effective it was on Emma and I specifically. I mean, we turned out to be fair. I will say. I know. know, To be be fair to us and to
1: maybe toot our own horns a little bit, we turned out to be fairly smart individuals, I think. Yes. I like to believe. I like to pretend. very
0: empathetic. People that care about magic. <laughs> yeah, care about, um, care about the magic of life. Counter to the two of your hosts, uh, most kids give up on the ruse by around age eight. Lol. <laughs> Sorry. So, I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're old enough to reason and to understand and figure out. Uh, and they're also old enough to recognize that some white lies are told for positive reasons versus younger kids. You know, you have to blanket across the board, be like, lying is bad. Yeah. Never lie. Younger kids tend to focus on more basic questions, you know, where does Santa live? What does Santa look like? And older kids start getting a little more suspicious, like, how does he travel that Travel fast? around the world. Yeah. How does he like shape shift? We don't have a chimney. So how does he get into our apartment? Like, is he a lock pick? person. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Santa's got a lock. Is Santa like, a outside your front door? Like, I but bet click, he'd and have an elf for click, that, click. though. You know what? He
1: would. You <laughs> know what,
0: guys? Santa? Real. We've <laughs> we decided. we figured it out. You wanna, wait. Before we move on. Wait. Okay. I wanna
1: tell my favorite joke. Oh. Oh. Um, I'm not prepared. Okay. What do you call Santa's elves? Subordinate clauses. <laughs> Thank you for my English joke break. If you do not understand that, please look it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't even contact us. Just so, do your own research. Please do your own research.
1: <laughs> the only the only English,
0: part of my English degree that I enjoy. I don't know how to move on from that. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to jump to my next I may end point. up cutting this out. No. It's staying <laughs> in. If I listen on Friday and it's not in, I am going to message you. Like, <laughs> Get very angry. Yeah. Actually, I'll just yell at you from across the house. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, so parents or, or other adults that interface with children, your options. You can deflect these questions back on the kids if you're trying to, like, perpetuate the magic a little longer. Like, like what well, do you think? how do you think he does it? Yeah. Exactly. Or if you are kind of ready, if you think it's time, if you're concerned <laughs> that your daughter is in high school and hey. May. Hey, I never had the actual conversation with my
1: parents, just like I never had the actual Birds and the Bees talk with my parents it's more it just, just kinda like, understand. You just kinda know.
0: Well, so if you're if you're ready to kind of bring it to a close, uh, you can offer up what they've called in the article disconfirming evidence. So like your mom's Santa wrapping paper. You yeah. could like leave it out. You could make you could cease trying to disguise your handwriting. <laughs> I don't know if that was an intentional choice on my mom's part or not. But anyway, that was a very long segment about Santa. I will wrap it up by saying gift givers. You've maybe seen this going around on Facebook. There's a screenshot that goes around. But gift givers, take credit for the big items. Let Santa give gloves or smaller, modest things so that every family, every child of every economic circumstance can feel that they are seen and loved by Santa Versus, you know, if one kid gets some socks from Santa and another kid gets, uh, I was going to say a Game Boy, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. A Switch. That's the new thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just, there's, children will notice, children will notice that discrepancy and, like, maybe be sad about it. The
1: unfortunate thing about childhood is that it's honestly very competitive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, as a kid, like, even just comparing your lunches. Is yeah. So compa- I remember the fact that, like, I love you, Mother. I love you so much. But my lunches as a kid were, like, whole grain granola bars and, like, you know, wheat to- wheat bread with, like, a, a, a nice sandwich. Like, that kind of healthy crap that kids hate. <laughs> and all of my friends had, like, ho-hos and kudos oh, bars. Cheetos. And Cheetos. I had a kid in one of my classes in, again, third grade. He would make his own lunches every week. He had one day where he got to make his own lunch. Every single time. It was a Captain Crunch sandwich. <laughs> this is how it was made. He would take a sub sandwich, like sub sandwich bread. So like split. Not donut, even Wonder Bread. No. Sub sandwich bread. It was a hoagie. And he would put butter on one side. Oh. And mayonnaise on the other. Oh. No. And then sprinkle Captain Crunch in and Wish. See,
0: I was really I was picturing like marshmallow fluff in Captain Crunch Dude, and no. I was like "That not nutritious but delicious. That sounds disgusting. I do not know how this <laughs> I don't know where
1: his brain was. But every week it was either Captain Crunch or it was like not fruity pebbles, but like the uh it might have been also Captain Crunch, but like the ones that are like round
0: oops. colored oops all berries. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> because uh, there was like yeah. Captain Crunch oh bear yes 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 berries, it was that there was, like, oops. I guess
1: it was just a Captain Crunch household but
0: like I it would be
1: it would be either regular Captain Crunch like the little squares or it would be those round berries did he have
0: anything else in his lunch or was it just that honestly dude I don't remember you because so I was distracted. too focused on the fact that he made himself that sandwich Which. salad <laughs> I don't know where you are in the world now kid I have no clue. I would love to know. He's like a Fortune 500 CEO or something. But every week he still has has, a sandwich. He has really high cholesterol. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on with some um, more summer-themed lies that your parents have told you. So there are two that have to do with swimming pools. The first that we're going to talk about is that Parents tell you that there is a dye in the pool that will change color if it detects urine. Oh, I have never heard that before. What? I've never heard that before. No one's ever told you that. No. Wow. It's not true, though. It's not. But the good intentions, good intentions, because Please don't pee in the pool. Gross. People will know if you pee in the pool. Yeah, but it's good to put the fear of public shaming (laughs) into into the, the mix. And actually, it's very effective. Uh, One organization cited that 52% of adults still believe this is true. Oh. Which is, you know, is a pretty helpful thing. Yeah. A good lie if ever there was one. Please don't pee in public pools. Um, But it's not true, contrary to the movie uh, Grown Ups. I, I have never seen that movie. I have not either, but I've seen clips, clearly, at some point, because I... It's like in your brain. Well, I I I had a vague awareness or at least a suspicion that this would be used as a comedic device in some stupid movie. So I went on YouTube last night at like one in the morning. Beautiful. And searched like pee in pool die scene, movie scene or something. <laughs> like my web results are real weird. Is now. that why you texted me? No, there's oh. something else oh. later. <laughs> um But I just hate that kind of humor. What's fine. I, well, what is that guy's name? Kevin James. Sure, maybe. Is I know have from Sandler's King, in that. King of Queens. Yes. Yeah. And here, Kevin James. Here is my uh, fandom reference for the bingo bingo card. Kevin James, you may be the television King of Queens, but the real King of Queens will always be Peter Parker. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward, <laughs> I had no clue where that was going. No, yeah, well, you never do. It's a wild ride. <laughs> All right. So there's that, and then the second swimming pool related. Uh, Lie is that you have to wait 30 30 to 60 minutes after eating to get back in the pool. I remember that lie. And this, my friends, is a total lie. It's a tactic to let parents relax or go and get things done without having to keep eyes on their kids in the pool. Which, good on you for keeping eyes because children can drown very quickly and quietly and it's really sad. So you have to watch them. But I get it. You've been at the pool all day. It's really hot. It's humid. You just want to lay in the shade and take a nap or read a magazine, whatever you want to do. The wives' tale logic of this lie is that once you eat, blood needs to focus in your Digest intestines. Yeah. And that will divert it away from your <laughs> arms and legs. That's how bodies work. And that'll leave you more vulnerable, vulnerable to a cramp and then you'll drown. Um, <laughs> but... I have a source, which is from the Mayo Clinic, you know, the very serious medical institution. Um, And uh, Dr. Boniface, I think is his name. Wow. Boniface. (laughs) It's spelled like Bonnie Face, but I'm pretty sure it's not Bonnie Face. Um, But he has a quote in this article that says, we now know that... Really, there is no scientific basis for that recommendation. <laughs> so while it might be slightly uncomfortable to swim if you just ate like four hot dogs or whatever at the at the barbecue, it's not technically unsafe. So parents just enjoy the half the half hour like adult swim, where they kick all the kids yeah. out, of the, uh, out of the water and uh, they're too busy like fighting over who gets the last two dollar ice cream cone that they counted their dirty quarters and like gave to another child behind the counter like (laughs) another child
1: was that not your experience i will say i am not a fan of pools to begin with i was never i mean i do have a very distinct memory of being about maybe four years old and my mom was a water pilates water aerobics instructor and so sometimes she would take me why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> I just am picturing your mom and relishing in the joy of her like enthusiastically peppily yelling at people to do their their exercises. Genuinely the majority of her life. She was a, she
1: was a water aerobics instructor and she had different like hats to wear for certain occasions. She was that
0: kind of person.
1: She still has them there in her
0: costume. I am box. not surprised whatsoever.
1: No, Mama Kay has some real good real good Costumes and very good enthusiasm when it comes to that kind of stuff. She's a very good performer. But when I was about four, I was taken with her to like one of these pools, I remember. And I had the little floaties on my arms, and I had just had my lunch. And my mom was like, All right, go play in the shallow end. I can keep an eye on you while I'm like doing my muscle memory routine for these people. You have floaties on, there's a lifeguard, we're all good. Mm-hmm. And I remember, <laughs> I remember swimming, and then my stomach feeling gross, and so Uh-oh. I went to the top of the pool, and I was just about out of the water, so I was on the stairs, and I just threw up everywhere. And my mom is watching this, of course, because she's in the middle of her class. <laughs> and I remember her wandering over and being like, "Okay, I
0: don't know what to do now." <laughs> As she looks to the like seventeen year old that's in charge, yeah. is was like, "Can you help? me got up the vomit you stuff. You've
1: got to do so that." Lie for some reason stuck in my head because I believed it fully after four years old from your experience. from my own experience. Yes. So I I genuinely believed that, but then I realized I just don't like swimming anyway. So fair. I can swim. I can swim. That's
0: good. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's a difference. There's a <laughs> distinction there. All right. Well, we'll leave... We'll leave behind the swimming pool. Thanks, ma'am. That you <laughs> hate I don't hate so it. It's fine. I don't... It's not, it's not like <laughs> uh, I... It's not like I have ire towards it. I just... It's not my fave. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. All right. So next up, a myth that grown-ups tell you. Carrots... Give you good eyesight. They don't? And shout out to one Elizabeth Steve Cobb for sharing this one with me. I was college years old when I discovered that carrots do not. You're mounting carrots at every meal? Hold on! Jump on my joke. Mount on a ho Stop. You're literally halfway <laughs> down my bullet points. I'm so mad at you right now. I'm so sorry. All right, I just well, had a recovered memory. Just ignore what Emma just said. Erase the last minute from your mind. And I'm just going to read my little cute peppy joke that I came Please up do with at it. one no, in the No, no, you know what? Do it, do it. Anyone who has shared a dining hall or buffet experience with me... Notice that my definition of a salad is a pile of shredded carrots with balsamic vinaigrette. And then the next bullet point is Emma's Spanish nickname for this? Question mark? Yes. Mount
1: Zanahorio. Because Zanahorios are are carrots in Spanish. But I remember one of the very first meals I ever had with you in our dining hall in college. Sat next to each other. You came with one thing of chicken. And like you've had your dessert already <laughs> because you need you need rewards for yourself obviously and a just enormous pile of shredded carrots doused in balsamic vinaigrette and I, I like it's a delicious like that's actually a delicious dish like if you haven't had carrots in balsamic like you need great. to they're great highly recommend very good <laughs> but when I when I looked at the plate it was mostly carrots and balsamic vinaigrette and like one thing of chicken and then like a pudding cup i don't remember what you had for dessert but i was distracted by this by this mount zanahorio so after that point there was just no there was no getting around the
0: the nickname it had to stick yes so i also um for those of you that might be listening that don't know me in real life i have glasses so i always thought that was really ironic that i eat a lot of carrots and my vision is not great uh, so it turns out that this idea of carrots equaling good eyesight actually stems from some good old-fashioned World War II propaganda. Oh yeah, I feel like right. I knew this. So, oh my gosh, are you ready to have your your life filled with joy? Absolutely. I mean, maybe this won't be as exciting for you as it was for me at one a.m. But while my main source of information for this little section was an article from the Smithsonian. It pointed me to the existence of the World Carrot Museum. You're kidding me. I'm not. I demand that we go to visit. Where is this? Is in England? Yes, where? <laughs> I can't. I gotta look it up. But we have to go. I need to. I absolutely... What on earth even in it is it just is it just carrots or I don't do they know. do other root vegetables also the also the website is the most 90s thing oh no is it a black background no oh hold on <laughs> black <laughs> background curls curls mt <laughs> oh my god oh god oh <laughs> barf you were talking about barfing i just <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so okay no but okay so I'm, gonna, much joy. I'm gonna show emma and then i'll like put a screenshot on the instagram but look at it Oh my gosh. It's so lovely, but simple. It's delightful. It's great. The World Carrot Museum. Does it say where it is? Because um, oh, I want to shout them out. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, uh, they're on Twitter. At Carrot Museum. <laughs> There's a link to ask a carrot question. I'm sorry. Okay, let me ask. Just, car- on, oh. Wait, are we asking the carrot the question? Okay, wait. Okay, so there is, there is an actual museum. There's a ground plan on the. Oh, website. they haven't built it. Well, maybe they haven't. I I don't know. I'm trying. Oh to my figure god, you are so interesting. I'm trying to figure. There's it so out. There's so much going on. Wait. Okay. Let let me look it up on like Google Maps. So it's in Cross Hills, Kaylee, like. K-E-I-G-H-L-E-Y. Sounds like Kaylee. Okay. So unclear if it's just a source of information or an actual museum, but if it's an actual museum, we need to go. Absolutely. Is it close to any any cities um. that we would be able to fly into? <laughs> well let me <laughs> let me zoom right on out. <laughs> Is it in like Northern England? Uh no. It's it appears to be close to Leeds. It looks, maybe it's somebody's house, but they have a ground plan. So I don't quite that's know. That's fairly, that's fairly northern though. Oh, but anyway, um, that was a, a tangent, but I was just really tickled pink by the existence of the world carrot Museum. That's lovely. It truly is. All right, but back to World War II. Yes, yeah, sorry. And the carrots themselves. So the Royal the, carrots Air...
1: themselves.
0: <laughs> the Royal Air Force of Great Britain was testing out a new system. The onboard nope. Unborn. <laughs> the unborn. The onboard airborne interception radar or AI. Ooh. And to to attempt to deflect the increased success of the RAF, the Ministry of Information spread a campaign indicating that their pilots increased accuracy was actually just because they ate a lot of carrots and leafy (gasps) green vegetables. Liars! I mean, it was wartime. It's a great lie, though. Um, (laughs) However, there are no indications that any Nazis actually believed this. (laughs) But the English did. But it really did become like a cultural... a cultural moment if you will yes. there were campaigns that promoted eating your vegetables i'm going to show emma one but it'll be on the um on the instagram but what's happening i think this woman and her child oh are help like, you to see in the blackout okay yeah they're I like out and you know <laughs> the, the raids were happening and the pedancy children were being sent to the countryside and all this stuff so people into Tunania. yes Um, there were slogans such as, wasting food is as good as giving it to Adolf. Wow. Which is not carrot specific, but wartime. It was very serious. And then, here's some more joy for you. Okay. The British Ministry of Food, which I just love that they have a ministry of everything. Uh Uh-huh. God bless. I mean, we have the Department
1: of Agriculture. Yeah, but
0: a a department is boring. That's fair. A ministry of food. (laughs) Just, God bless. Um, they launched a Dig for Victory campaign, so encouraging people to create victory gardens yes, um, to this. get them to eat a lot more vegetables, because vegetables were never rationed during the war like other meats or yeah sugar or fat. So, part of this Dig for Victory campaign, they created these cartoon mascots
1: oh, no. named
0: Dr. Carrot. Oh, no. And Potato Pete. Potato Yes, and oh, hold on—that was gonna, way too high. I'm I don't gonna, know where that came. from. I don't know, but it—it it was necessary. So I'm going to show you this photo again. It'll be on the Instagram. But just look at them.
1: Oh. how precious. They are precious. I'm a, a, okay. They're a little creepy. Don't no, look too hard. I—I I'm—I'm I'm not. I'm not sensing creep. It's more of the. Le- they look like they're can-can dancers. <laughs> Da,
0: da, little bit de, It's a little bit, it's a little bit. A little bit. They are kind of Fosse high-stepping. Yeah. Yes, they're, thank you, Fosse. <laughs> that is where I have a degree going. in musicality theater. All right, and then there's a little jingle, which I would recommend, maybe we'll cut this part out of the recording, but I want you to listen to it now. Okay. But then we can pull this clip. Okay. Here's the star, the Pete. He done,
1: appreciate this woman singing this jingle because not only is it perfect in very very 40s absolute <laughs>
0: wonderful radio but the notes she has to hit for this um i don't know what you're talking about potato pete is now my new audition song <laughs> <laughs> imagine i go in i'm like hello my name is shannon mccarthy i'll be auditioning for the role of veronica sawyer in heather's Potato beet! Potato beet! That's so great. (laughs) So the truth of this carrot propaganda is that the vitamin A uh, in the form of beta carotene that's found in carrots can help maintain your eye health. uh, And it's even improved the the eye health of those that have really terrible, like, malnutritious or malnourished people who have not had vitamins in their diet, it helps their eyesight improve, but, like, your average person in a, you know, first world country eating a normal diet, it doesn't do so I'm not going to be able to lose these glasses or... Unless you got some very serious LASIK. Well, yeah, but carrots are not it. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to develop night vision, so... <laughs> There's that. All right. Also on the topic of... Um, I was gonna say eating, but that's not quite the right term. Um, anyway, here's my segue. Emma, yes. When was the last time you, as a grown human adult person, chewed bubblegum? like bubble gum? Oh, that is an amazing question. I have no recollection, right? But you know, at some point, you got down with some bubble gum. Oh, heck yes! With I that, used to get with that, that like goose on the front. I don't know what it was. I think a it was duck? a duck.
1: It still doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But I remember the like big league chew mm. stuff. I loved that. But it was like within
0: two minutes of chewing it, it just becomes hard. Oh, we'll see. Bubble yum didn't become hard right away. It just lost yeah. its flavor. There was no flavor after, which a meant minute. that you would just eat another piece yeah. of like grape or whatever. But then you would just have a giant mouthful of very sticky gum. Um, I could never blow a bubble.
1: What? I'm so sorry. I know. I could. It's I could probably do like a one, but it's probably I,
0: because of your jaw alignment. Yeah, there's something weird that Marsh Tom always yelled at you about. You know, I tried. I opened my mouth. We try. Yeah. Uh, so the common playground lore slash from parents is that if you swallow your gum, it'll stay in your stomach for seven years. Okay, I truly believe this. <laughs> I truly <Well>, believe this. <laughs> well, Emma, I have good news for you. <laughs> Scientific American says that this bit of folklore of unknown origin, but almost universal renown, has little basis in fact. Okay, great. I just love that even they acknowledge, they're like, we don't know who came up with this. But everyone knows But it. everybody talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's your big word of the day. <laughs> Shout out to Grey's Anatomy for hopefully getting me to say this right. Gastroenterologists yeah. state that they see no evidence of any abandoned gum during routine colonoscopies and other procedures where they're up in your intestines checking stuff out. Lovely. So that's good. That's good to know. And apparently, usually items the size of a quarter or smaller in your average healthy person, um, items of that size will just pass through without a problem. If they're bigger, then that's when you might get into some issues. But most gum is totally fine.
1: I don't know if it was me or if it was Liam, but one of us swallowed a penny. And oh. My mom freaked out because she thought that it would stay in our system. Hmm.
0: Forever, Like, she was genuinely a little scared. You would have been permanently lucky. I guess. (laughs) Every time I jump, it flips. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a children's picture book. It does. I I I like that.
1: I like that. Mom, Um, Mom, if you eventually ever listen to these, because currently she doesn't. I know. She's busy. But if you ever listen to these, can you please confirm whether or not it was me or Liam, or if that's something that I apparently, ascribed to myself that Please never actually happened. submit a voice memo. <laughs> Seriously. I need you to confirm for me whether or not Liam or I ever ate a penny. Because in my head, I remember, I don't know if it was me, but one of us ate a penny. Do you remember this? I deny everything. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't force us to eat the penny. I don't remember.
0: <clears throat> at all? At all great so maybe I made it up you did <laughs> so uh this is a random fact that really I don't know it just like made me laugh at 1am when I was doing this research I love that you were doing this like slap happy this is look great. <laughs> it was it's NaNoWriMo still I at the time of recording it's the final week and I just hit the halfway point last night. I'm so, so proud of you. This week is going to be I'm a still little not at
1: the halfway point. Loopy doopy. And I've been doing this story for two years.
0: Hey. I'm sorry. This is a positive space. <laughs> All right, just a little random tidbit. The Food and Drug Administration, so the FDA, defines chewing gum base as a quote, non neutral. I can't even say it. It's like non new. Masticatory substance, which is the most government way to say it not good for, for you it. chewing substance. <laughs> it ain't healthy, but you can chomp. Yes. Um, so, swallowing gum only presents a danger if it's happening a lot. So, if you chewed and swallowed the entire pack of bubble yum or Big Lee Chew, fair. That could be because it would all just yeah. plumb together. Or if it's being swallowed along with other non-digestibles. So, the article I read said that, like, they saw a case where someone had swallowed gum. I believe it was a child, because that makes sense, that children would do it more. Yeah. (laughs) But also had swallowed sunflower seeds, but with the shells on. So, it had formed, like, a little porcupine in their body. But they were fine. They were fine. So there's that. Oh, golly. So so maybe don't chew your gum, but if you accidentally, like, hiccup or if you're afraid you're going to get caught in school chewing gum and you just, real quick, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then the last one, which is the source that got, it's the topic that got me started on this whole thing. I'm so excited. I don't even remember how this came into my brain. I think maybe I was just like doing my hair or messing with my hair, and I remembered that as a child, I, first of all, I rocked a lot of pigtails and side braids, uh, except for my infamous white blonde six-year-old bob that my mom was in love with, wanted me to have a bob forever. I had a six-year-old bob too. And it was only white blonde because I went outside so much. How times have changed. (laughs) As a child, I would suck on the end of my braid. Dude. And I don't really remember, like, consciously. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm going to do this. But I guess, I didn't suck my thumb as a kid. I guess that was my, like, comfort thing. Right? And Emma's twirling her hair right now. Also, this is also
1: making me really nervous. Because I genuinely <laughs> believed, I think, I, what, what we're leading towards, I think
0: this is something that, like, I, I genuinely believe this and it scared the crap out of wow. me. Wow. So, I don't really remember it being a conscious choice. But my parents would tell me horror stories of little girls who had to have surgery to remove giant hair balls from their stomachs. I guess it worked because I don't really remember doing this, Pat, like into upper uh, elementary school or anything beyond that. So according to one source, this like hair sucking or... They categorize it as, like, hair eating, which I'm like, I think those are two different things. Very different. Um, very different. But it's part of uh, an impulse control problem, which can be linked to anxiety. Yeah, yay! Uh, checks out, because I was a very shy child, and hey, what's <laughs> up, anxiety? We're still hanging as an out. adult. So this source recommended redirection tactics if you have a child in your life that's dealing with this. So either, like, pulling the hair back, getting them a fidget of some sort, um, just distracting them so that they wouldn't do that. Okay, so remember the tall tales my parents told me about? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, not fake.
1: (gasps) Oh, my God! Oh, my
0: God! (laughs) Not fake whatsoever, and this is why my... Search results are messed up now. Oh my god, you guys, I'm so scared. I, I thought you were going to give me some really good news. Oh it, like, no. It never
1: happened. Because this is something that I genuinely believed as a kid. Because I have been twirling my hair. I've been like playing with my hair for so long. As a kid. Like, I, ever since I was little. I had this one doll. Her name was Nina. And I destroyed this girl's hair. And she, gen- she looked like... Uh, Angelica's doll from Rugrats. (laughs) I'm not kidding. She genuinely did. Like, her hair stuck out at every angle. There was hair missing because I would just play with it. I had one of my grandmother's wigs as my first toy that I slept with. I'm not kidding. Because I had that anxiety thing of I need to twirl hair. Oh my goodness. So this has happened my entire life. And when I was like getting into middle school and stuff, my mom would try and get me to stop because I would suck on the ends of it. And like, I'd have like one little, I also only do it with my left hand because I'm, my, my right hand Mm -hmm. is my dominant. And currently, because I still do it at 27, I I dropped a 10 pound weight on my ring finger, my left hand ring finger um, at work the other day. And I twirl my hair, and every time I do it right now, it hurts so bad. (laughs) Maybe you'll
0: accidentally, like, train yourself out of it. For the next couple of years later.
1: But, like, it... I had this horror story in my brain. My mother told me. My father told me. My uncle told me. I remember my uncle sitting on the couch and being like, you know, this girl had to have surgery
0: because she like ate her hair. And I was like, oh, I don't eat it. Yeah. um, Oh my God. I'm so scared. This was a bait and switch, you guys, because this is true. (laughs) So the National Museum of Health and Medicine, which is in Silver Spring, Maryland. So post-COVID. We can go. I don't think you'll want to. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um... So they have a collection no. of hairballs. No, Or, uh, I should have looked up how to pronounce this, tricho or tricho bezoars from various mammals, including humans. That is absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I, can, I couldn't even think of a word. Well, okay. So at this point in my research, it was two in the morning, I started this section and went, nope. And so I finished it this morning. Repulsive. Um, so Bezos, not just a Harry Potter potions thing. Yeah. Apparently. Um, okay. And in fact, April 25th is National Hairball Awareness Day. No. Oh, you're mine. No. I can't function. No. Whatever. But Emma, but Emma, Whatever. No, no, no. It's for cats. <laughs> I'm going to cause her... I think she might have a heart problem. (laughs) She's been on a real emotional journey. Oh my gosh! Um, (laughs) National Hairball Awareness Day for cats! Well, yes. It it doesn't specifically say for cats, but I did have to Google it because I had the same reaction that you did. (laughs) Literally in my notes, I put, at 2 a.m. this morning doing research, this discovery was much more alarming. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Uh, so I googled it, it's just, it's, it's in reference to cats, and to remind pet owners to be responsible with grooming of their animals. No, I'd like to think, I'd like to think
1: that every year, the cats around the world there line like, up their favorite hairballs, like, and, and, yes, and present them to people to say,
0: be aware. Be, <laughs> be Zor be aware. Be aware. Okay, um, <laughs> Emma? Yes? Because I had to suffer. No. It's, Please it does, don't show up. It I'll throw up on you. I will throw up on it's you. It's just one picture and it's not... Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! No! You know what that looks like? A giant turd? Yes! <laughs> well, folks, I promise I'll put this at the end of the Instagram photo, so if you don't want to see it, I'll put a, a content warning. That's so repulsive. Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I had to stop at <laughs> 2 a.m. At, at 2 in the morning. Um. Let me scroll back up to my notes. So but, you don't have to look at that? So not. Yeah. But good news. Oh my gosh. Most of these hairballs, these bezoars, can easily be removed with surgery. And everybody is fine. So that's that's good news. And. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can put out that really long pause. I just, I got so overwhelmed by your reaction. I'm so sorry. Okay, so um, there's one other slight exception to that. So most surgery, it's fine. Rarely, and this is just a direct quote from the the National Museum of Health and Medicine, which is a branch of the U.S. Army, according to the logo at the bottom of their website. Um, I'm just going to read it directly because I don't. Want to misparaphrase something <laughs> about this? <clears throat> Rarely, tricho, tricho extend beyond the stomach into the bowel, a condition known as Rapunzel syndrome. No, often they can be difficult to diagnose, but some symptoms include cramps, bloating, loss of appetite, weight loss, and bad breath. The method for removing bezors depends on the type. Most must be removed surgically since the twisted strands of hair become wire-like and can perforate the stomach. <gasps> but then, I cut off the quote so I don't have the rest of it, but basically the rest of the quote said, but some can be dissolved with medicine, with chemicals, which in my brain went, Drano. human Drano. <laughs> Drano. Um, yeah, so, um... Oh my god. And then I... <laughs> I included the link to their website in case you wanted to see more pictures, but obviously you don't. I so do not. I re- I mean, I really had a suspicion that you would react the way that you did, but on the off chance that you did not, I um, included that. But that'll be in the show notes if anyone is morbidly curious about human hairballs. So, yeah, in this one instance, your parents didn't lie to you.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Although I would say that just sucking on the ends of your hair probably wouldn't lead to... No. This website also indicated that most of the time these like really large um, problematic really gross besoars are from people who have... I didn't write it down but they have the the mental illness where they... it's like a skin picking hair picking, pulling out disease or pica where people need to... or creatures because animals can have it too um, where they just have this incessant need to eat non-edible, non-edible things. things yeah thanks Grey's Anatomy for that fun knowledge so yeah you're mostly fine okay great you're, you're probably I'm, gonna I'm, be fine yeah
1: if I've been doing this now for 27 years not eating my hair no I have not twirling been eating my your... hair twirling my hair playing with my hair if I've been doing it for this long and I haven't had that issue yeah and you're not like bald. I'm okay I'm not bald my mother genuinely would tell me you're gonna end up bald on one side of your head if you continue to do that. I'm still not bald, ma. Still not bald. She also... Put that which on is the merch.
0: Still, still not bald. bald.
1: <laughs> I will say, too, there's a very traumatic thing that she did to me. But I forgive her for this because I think in her head she was like, this will scare her out of doing this. But I was I would be twirling my hair and my mom would come up behind me and like snap scissors, not get any, anywhere close to my hair or yeah. like ever even try to cut my hair or anything like that. Obviously not. But she would like snap scissors and it would scare me so bad because I thought she's gonna like snip off my hair if I keep doing it in oh front gosh. of her. So I would like secretly like
0: you twirl do that. my hair. You totally do.
1: Yeah.
0: And you have the entire time I've known you. I remember in college we'd be like. Sitting across the table from each other at the library, and you'd be like on your computer, and then with the one hand you would like have it really close to your body. Yeah. This doesn't work because it's a visual thing, but but yeah, I would, can attest. I, I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't like pull it's not it all out, the way out. Yeah, I would it's, keep not, it very it's not. It's not a Britney Spears
0: in that one music video where she's like. <laughs>
1: La, la, la it no, was like it's like very close to my. It's a very much anxiety thing, and I've learned that as an adult. As a kid, I didn't really
0: know why I did it. it just yeah. felt good to do. Yeah. So. Wow, I was gonna say I don't even know what I was gonna say, ladies and gentle them's. <laughs> what a great uh, journey we've been on today. I want to ask
1: before we end anything. Oh. Was there something that you believed as a kid, that like. You as an adult, you're like that's so silly, like it doesn't have to be something that's like logical or anything, just like something that you genuinely. Oh, like your shoe
0: thing. <sighs> yeah, I'm. See, I. I why is it I'm better able to I come up know. with examples from your life and not mine? Because we've known each other for so long. Truly, almost ten years. Almost ten round years. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: so, so long. Yeah, yeah. Like my shoe thing. I. Are you going to
0: explain this? I suppose thing?
1: I should. My shoe thing is that as a kid, I believed that if you left your shoes out as if you had just stepped out of them, that ghosts would step into them and walk around your house. So, in order to confuse them, I would turn one of them around or turn one of them upside down so that they wouldn't be able to match. And since, obviously, ghosts can't, like, maneuver thing in my brain, They couldn't maneuver things, and so they wouldn't be able to, like, flip the shoe over or, like, turn it around. They couldn't walk around my house. And I don't know where that came from. I have no clue why I believed that. But to this day, if there are shoes that are either not tucked underneath something or are just standing by themselves as if you just stepped out of them, freaks me out. And if I let myself linger on it long enough, I'll go and I'll turn it over. It doesn't matter if I'm in my own house. If I'm in someone else's house, it might be somebody that I don't even know. I'll still knock them over. I do it every time, and I don't know why.
0: Does this also apply to, like, decorative clogs or something? I'm sorry. Do you have decorative clogs somewhere? I don't, but I feel like some people might. Maybe that's just growing up in Europe for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I'm not... I'm not sure. I have never encountered that. Well, so stay tuned.
1: We'll find out if, if that... If I ever encounter it, if it if it's a necessary thing,
0: now I want to go find some. It's so compulsive.
1: Clubs. It's so compulsive.
0: I to answer your question, I can't really answer your question. <laughs> I nothing's a great way to answer. Nothing comes to mind. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I had little rituals and things with like my stuffed animals or yeah. my beanie babies something you believed need to like say goodnight to it them. needed to be in a certain order or whatever like, that's just you being an organized human yeah that's a really generous way to put it <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> my brain was just thinking of all the things in this house that I'm like I do it the right way and everyone else does it wrong and I have to go and fix it when they do it wrong <laughs> they don't know that it's wrong because I haven't told them because I'm <laughs> crazy
1: no you're non-confrontational yeah, but also a little
0: obsessive, but that's
1: okay. So, we're done? Yeah, that's all. There's I no have. more? That's all I have for you today. I feel like there's going to be uh, there obviously multiple things that our parents have lied to oh, us Oh, yeah, about. this could be a multi-part series. Oh, absolutely. Right in. Ser- seriously, if you have anything, if it's as weird as my shoe thing, if it's as disgusting as the hair thing, no pictures, please. No. Um,
0: if it's as silly as the cow Making chocolate milk versus yes. OG milk. Like. Or if you have a funny Santa-related story of your own of, or related to your siblings or children or a kid you babysat. Yeah. Any of that or other lies that you feel that your parents have told you that you believed maybe for longer than you should have. See. You can send us an email. We're at gmail dot gmail.com. No apostrophe. Um, you can email us about this episode, about any other episode, we would love to hear from you. Yes. And if you want to see any of the photos, specifically
1: if you want to see that disgusting turd looking hairball. Or Dr. Carrot. Or Dr. Carrot. Actually, please go for Dr. Carrot and <laughs> don't swipe to the hairball. Yes, yeah, skip the hairball, um, maybe. You can follow us on This Podcast Doesn't Exist, uh, that's our handle for Instagram, um, You can also find multiple things like our bingo card and our link tree that has links to uh, all of our various areas to find us, to listen to us. We are on Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, share it with everybody that you know and love, please let them know if you like us. If you don't, but you think they will, then go ahead, send it on over. If you don't and you think they won't, but you want to make them angry, go ahead and send it on over. (laughs) Share
0: us with your friends, with your enemies, with your frenemies. (laughs) Please. Um, Please rate and review
1: and subscribe. Um, Even if you only listen to one episode, please subscribe. (laughs) Yes.
0: We come out with new episodes every Friday. So if you want to tag along and you don't want us to get lost in your feed, Please subscribe, and then we can all go on this journey together. Yeah, and as, uh, hopefully, if you've, if you've lasted this long,
1: um, next week we have a special surprise mm-hmm. for all of y'all for our Thanksgiving week. We are actually going to be spending it at my parents' house, so it's going to be quite a bundle of joy. My mother has decreed no one's allowed to enter her house without a negative COVID test, so <laughs> we're we're still awaiting our results, but our guess is that we're all good. But we are very excited for turkey sandwiches, which is my favorite part about Thanksgiving, is the day after. And a new episode with a special guest. Oh!
0: <laughs> I don't know why I turned into a loony dude, but uh, I did. So until next week with our special guest, please remember this podcast doesn't exist.